He's going to be presenting why to do business in Illinois. Now, you know, the rhetoric basically around Illinois is, you know, Illinois is terrible. Everything's ours. I can guarantee you, Tim, after hearing Dan's presentation, you will have a totally, and I mean a totally different view of how Illinois is. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Meet Ken Howbolt. Um, really excited to have you here. Ken Ken is the president of HRE Real Estate Services. He has a big event coming up this weekend. But before we get into that, Ken, would love to learn a little bit more about you and HRE Real Estate Services. Great, Tim. Thanks for having us. We're uh, excited to be here. A uh, big follower of you and your podcast. And um, yeah, a little bit about us is we started out in 1991. Um, I started out at Century 21 as a uh, part-time agent. Uh, did that for about four or five years. Sat for the uh, broker's test, which now we call them, as you know, we call the managing broker now, um, and uh, passed that test. Um, so I went off on my own, started Hobbled Real Estate, HRE, um, and we did pretty much residential up until the downfall, 2006. Uh, we primarily practiced the south suburbs, south side of the city, um, and we um, uh, we started to grow um, at the, like I mentioned, at the downturn. We wanted to, we didn't want to sell a bunch of houses that nobody wanted. Um, you know, 2007, 2008. And uh, I got lucky. I did my first uh, major commercial deal in 2008. Um, and it was a little nerve wracking because you didn't know what to expect. But I had a good good agent, a good broker on the other side, and we were able to get the deal done. So after that, I was able to uh, pursue um, my uh, ACP, which was through Main Street, um, advanced commercial practitioner. Um, and it gave me the basics of uh, the commercial real estate broker life. Um, and then from there, I, I was able to go on and um, I get my CCIM. So, you know, really dedicated myself to growing our business, not only on the residential side as we came out of the downturn, but also we grew the commercial side. Um, and today, you know, we focus really on three main areas, um, residential, which is, which is a small part of our business comparatively, uh, obviously to what it was in 07. Um, but now I, you know, now we do a lot of uh, commercial real estate um, and we do a lot of property management. We, we manage over um, 700 units currently. Absolutely. Thank you for that quick run through. So, I mean, it sounds like you, you they lean heavier on commercial because that's probably where you get most of your property management clients. Is that correct? Exactly. You know, we started out as a, you know, as a service to be able to get new buyers, you know, and or sellers. Because, you know, if, they, if we're managing a building, when they go to sell it, hopefully they're going to use us. Um, and if we've done a, if we, if we've done a good job. Um, and the same thing is we've we've got people, we work with buyers who say, you know what, I'm either out of town or this is, you know, I want to be an absentee owner. Or this is something we're looking to do. So we're able to come in and be the um, <clears throat> management company for them and allow them to, you know, have an investment in the in the uh, in the property. But at the same time, be hands off. Absolutely. So what do you think is the biggest difference between the residential game and the commercial game? I'd say one thing that I seem to see is a commonality is commercial is, is much more of a networking play. Um, do you agree with that? And like, what else would you throw on top of that? Yeah, I always say that, you know, when you buy a house, you buy, you, know, you buy with your heart. And when you buy when you buy a commercial property, you buy with your head. Um, I always use the example that if we went into a building and the front door was for a house and my wife walked in and she said, there's no way I can live in this house. 
but if it was a commercial commercial deal, the buyer would say, you know, that's a thousand dollars for a new door. So we need to add, you know, plus or minus that on on our offers. So I think it's just the way you approach it. Um, I would say resident, you know, when you're living in a house, um, you know, obviously the functionality of it has to be. I need three bedrooms. I need, um, you know, although that was a little bit different in the past few years when inventory was really low. Um, but, you know, most of the time, you know, buyers, they, they know what they need. They need three bedrooms, two baths. Um, you know, they want a you know, laundry room. They want a basement, garage, whatever it might be. That's what they're looking for. On the, on the other hand, for commercial, it becomes a numbers game. You know, does, does the cash, does the cash flow to where I want? Is my return on investment is something that I'm looking for? You know, is my internal rate of return at, at or above where I need it to be? You know, and, and that's that's part of the challenge today with, you know, interest rates rising. Um, you know, prices are coming down a little bit on the commercial side, but not 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 enough to make a difference. So the, I say to my customers and my clients and say that if the if the, uh, if the if it if it makes sense with the numbers, with the with the, you know, loan rate of six and a half or seven percent and it's you're still getting the internal rate of return that you're looking for. Well, then then, then I think that's something you move forward on. Um, because, you know, what's the alternative of leaving the money in the bank and losing that to, you know, inflation and whatnot. Okay, that makes a ton of sense. So let's lead into the event. Like, why should people be thinking about going to the CRE Expo? Where is it? Um, give us more information there. Give, give us the Yeah, let me take a step back before we get there. Is it how we came up with the idea for this? The past few years, we've been working with CoStar and a lot of the mayors and congressmen of the south suburbs um, to put on an annual presentation about commercial real estate um, as it was the year before and what we predicted the year coming up. But, Tim, I do got to tell you, our very first one we did about five years ago was two weeks before COVID. So we were wrong. <laughs> we were wrong. But we've got it. But since then, we've gotten it right uh, since then. So um, we've done a good job of, you know, taking a look at what happened the year pre- previous and, and then take a look at what's going to happen in the next year. And one of the speakers that we're going to have that we'll talk, talk in a minute about is um, uh, from CoStar, and she'll be presenting at uh, the same type of presentation at the event. But while doing these events, um, you know, then COVID came along and we looked at and saw that our number of vendors has dramat- dramatically lowered. Um, we used to have over 200 vendors. You know, now we're down to about 120 that we use on a regular basis. Like I, like I said, we, we manage 700 doors. We, we, we need a lot of help doing that. Um, and as, as because either the, our current suppliers don't have enough workers, they don't, they're no longer in business uh, since COVID, um, you know, it, so it would made a challenge. So how do we find new vendors that we, that we can interact with and we can trust? So we said, you know, let's get together, let's do a trade show. So based on our experience from doing the once a year presentations, we combine that with bringing in vendors in there too. So we decided about eight, nine months ago to um, put together what we call CRE Expo by HRE. Uh, basically a trade show for real estate uh, professionals to come together. So whether you're a broker, whether you're you know, an attorney, title company, um, and we'll go through some of the vendors and um, some of the uh, speakers that we have available coming up uh, you know, in a few minutes. But um, I think it's a time for us to get together um, and, you know, interact so that we can network, so that we can grow our business. Um, you know, I always say when I go to a trade show, if I can get five people to help me grow my business and I can help five people grow, well, then, it, then it's beneficial. So that's what we're doing. We, we've got 60 vendors. 
Uh, we've got 10, uh, 10 speakers. Um, it's going to be on this Friday and Saturday um, at the Tilly Park Convention Center from 9 to 5. Awesome. So let's let's dive deeper into the the speakers. I think let's let's highlight them first. Who do you think? Um, let's let's go through the list. I suppose. Yeah, let's let's do that. I mean, um, I, I think we've got a great lineup. So no matter if you're an investor, whether you're whether you're a broker or you're a vendor, I think you every one of these speakers offers something for you on their tune. The first guy we're, we're going to bring in is Dan Seals. Dan's a great speaker. This is one that you're not going to want to miss. Dan is the uh, CEO of Intersect Illinois. And he's going to be presenting why to do business in Illinois. Now, you know, the rhetoric basically around Illinois is, you know, Illinois is terrible. Everything's ours. I can guarantee you, Tim, after hearing Dan's presentation, you will have a totally, and I mean a totally different view of how Illinois is and, um, to, you know, to work on it. Again, I don't want to give away Dan's presentation, however, but it's one that you know, you're going to want to see because that is a truly um It'll definitely change the way you think about something, uh, about Illinois. Next up, we've got Anna Barsky. Anna Barsky is with IPX 1031. You know, this day and age when, you know, you have a lot of baby boomers out there getting ready to retire. And, you know, they're going to they're, they're start to sell their properties. You know, what, a week doesn't go by where I'm talking with somebody, you know, I'm thinking about selling. What, you know, what is, is now a good time? You know, is there ever a good time? You know, is one better than the other? I don't know. You know, again, you know, is, 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 are you ready to cash out or are you ready to move on to something bigger and better? How do you do that? You do it with a 1031 exchange. And has been around for 15 years with uh, creating all types of 1031s. Um, and, you know, each 1031, even though the rules are the same, each deal is a little bit different. You know, how, where, where are you at or where are you going? And so and it's going to explain a lot of that to us. And so that's what that's a good one that you guys definitely want to see. Uh, next up, we've got Mayor Keith Pekow from, he's the mayor of Orland Park. And he's going to talk a little bit about Orland Park. Orland Park's a, uh, obviously a suburb in the south side who um, has, a, has a lot of retail, has a lot of um, office space, and also has a lot of, retail, I mean, uh, industrial. And so he's going to tell you what mayors look for in new businesses. Lots of times when we work with um, companies looking to move into a certain area, um, it's, it helps to know what they're looking for is when you make your presentation to try to get in there and look for incentives and look for things that, that come in. So Mayor Pekow is going to look about that. Um, later on today, we've got Gary, Gary DeClark that's going to be from Velbridge Property Advisors, and he's going to talk about a commercial appraisals. Now, one of the things is how do we, as a property owner, especially a commercial property owner, what do you do to make your property appraise out more than, you know, where it should? Because obviously, you know, sometimes in the process, you know, banks can be a little bit difficult when it comes to doing appraisal or, you know, are you doing it for tax uh, tax relief or whatever it might be? Um, Gary's going to be able to sit with us and tell us on how to understand the commercial real, uh, real estate process, the appraisal on there too. Next up is Rhea Stevens. She's from CoStar. Um, going to give a great presentation. Um, she's going to take an in-depth look at commercial real estate, how it did last year, and what we're going to expect coming up in 2023. Um, and if whether you're an investor or you're working with investors, you got to see this. It's going to give you the knowledge to help you at least to explore, you know, whether you're in industrial, whether you're in retail, stores, whatever, um, office, whatever it might be. You're definitely going to want to find out how your segment's uh, looking to be in 2023. You know, do you do you 
do you veer off and go into a different direction or do you, do you, do you steadfast and move forward? So, yeah, she'll be great. Um, the last um, presentation on Friday, which takes place at 4 o'clock, Bill Sandrick. Bill Sandrick's been an attorney for 25 years working on tax appeals. Um, he's going to talk about the appeal process and how it relates to commercial real estate. So if you got properties, um, you've got, you know, you've got, you, I'm sure your tax bill is going up if you're in Cook County. Um, and um, he's going to show you how, to, how the appeal process really works, and what you should be looking for um, in those that are, that are appealing your taxes for you, whether you're doing them yourself or you're hiring somebody. Um, I've worked with Bill for years. He works with uh, our properties. Um, great. And he speaks in layman's terms. Um, he does, you know, lots of times when you talk to people that do tax work, you know, they're speaking a foreign language to you. But uh, Bill does a good job of spelling it out in an elementary form. So it's really good on there, too. Um, moving on to Saturday. You know, um, the opposite of Bill is um, Fritz Kage. Fritz Kage, as, as many of you know, is the Cook County Assessor. And he's going to talk about the assessing process and your tax bill. Now, if you ask me, this would probably be the one person that I really want to know most about. All we hear about is, especially here in the south suburbs and the south side of the city, was the tremendous increase that was taken on the tax bills, especially the ones that just came out and are due April 3rd. So it's an opportunity to hear firsthand from, you know, the Cook County Assessor. He's the one that gives you your tax bill, and then it comes up with it. And then he's going to answer questions. Um, you know, he came to us and said, hey, I want, to be a, I want to be a part of this, and I want to, I want to get out and talk to people and explain to what's going on. So rather than complain about your taxes all the time, learn, let's, let's learn a little bit more. I'm excited about it because I'm going to learn. You know, we've had some properties where we've had nice, uh, not nice, I don't want to call them nice, but very healthy increases on our tax bills, and I want to understand why. Um, we've had one that tripled since 2018. It's three times as it was back then. So um, we definitely uh, want to talk to Assessor Kagi. I think it's going to be great. I think that it's great that he's coming out. I think it's great that he's willing to um, get into the, uh, you know, get out of the fire into the frying pan, so to speak. So it'll be great to come out and listen to him. Um, later on on Saturday at about 11 o'clock, Adam Dotson, um, who's in charge of economic development for the Sandrick Log. Firm is going to hold. It's going to host a panel. The one things that you often hear about out there is that there's a, there's incentives from Cook County um, for commercial real estate. Whether you're improving the building, whether you're adding on, whatever. There's different types of incentives out there. And um, Adam's going to do a, brought in a couple mayors from uh, Elsip and to uh, from uh, Homewood, Mayor Ryan and Mayor Holfield. And uh, these guys are really pro business. Um, if you drive through Elsa, if you drive through um, uh, their uh, home, um, Homewood, you'd obviously um, you'd be hard pressed to find a vacant storefront because these guys are working it day in, day out. They're doing it, so um, it's going to be great to hear from them. And actually, the commercial, the Cook County Commercial Incentive Program really goes through the town and then gets approved by the county. So they're going to show you how to work the process and how and what they look for. And how to get through if you're looking to grow your business on there as well. Um, next up, we got two more uh, two more speakers. Kevin Mather from KGM Inspections um, is going to talk about commercial inspections, especially if you're a new investor into the commercial side. What do you look for? It's a little bit different than a house. Um, you know, it, you know, every kind of uh, uh, 
property that's the you know the four types of commercial properties are all a little bit different than obviously than the house. So um, Kevin's going to walk us through what we should look for when you're doing it. So you're maximizing your return when you invest in an inspection in there as well. And then last but not least, we've got Hank Sander from Smart Inspector Tools. Uh, Hank's been an inspector for years, but he recently started a distributorship that brings in <clears throat> the latest technology and um, the latest and greatest in inspection tools. So he's got a lot of toys. It'll be fun. You can get up there and see a lot of these things that are there. So that'll round out uh, Saturday. So those are our speakers. Um, so for Friday and Saturday. Very cool. So I mean, it looks like the first day is a little tax heavy, not all tax heavy, but I mean, it seems like at least two of the five guests um, are speaking taxes. And then the second day is a little bit more regional, although I guess there is a mix because you have the mayor the first day too. So, I mean, it is all encompassing. I suppose anybody interested in commercial real estate has an abundance of opportunities there. I'd like to talk about the inspections real quick because you just mentioned one of your guests has a tool that they're talking about and one of them talks about the differences. Like, what would you highlight in your experience? Like, what are some things that you need to focus on when, when talking about a commercial inspection? Yeah, I think, you know, it depends. Again, I kind of mentioned the four types of, you know, whether it's office, retail, multifamily, or industrial. You got to, you know, each one presents its own problems. You know, a warehouse, you know, would seem like that's pretty easy, but, you know, obviously you got the roof, you got the mechanicals like you do with any other one too, but there's also structures, you know, the floor, does the, you know, is the, is the, does the floor going to hold up to what you're bringing in? And we recently, last year we worked with a printing company that had, you know, I think they were 30 ton machines that were put on a floor and it needed, the concrete needed to be so big and, you know, and had to, it had to be um, tested before they, they could put the machines on there. Um, and uh, it turned out everything was fine, but at the same time, that was something that presented it, you know, differently. Um, so I think the thing is to work with a inspector that works with you. One that, um, again, it speaks to speak, um, and it has the experience in doing those uh, types of inspections. Um, I think one of the things that often we see that it can hold up deals, and you see it on the residential side as well, is that sometimes inspectors um, don't have the experience. Um, as others do, and it can really it can really hold up a deal on there too, because lots of times it's a matter of just maybe getting a second opinion whether or whether or not it's warranted. We don't know, so I think that's what what you have to look for. So um, again, you know, like anything, there's there's different styles to some some uh, inspectors, and there are as with realtors, as there are with podcast hosts and everything else. So. There's um so you got to look for the person that works with you and that, that you're comfortable with. Cool, that makes a lot of sense. So I mean, we you had tapped on about do you, do you have more details about the commercial incentive programs? Do you want to leave that for the event? I'm kind of curious. Um, can we open a loop on that at all, or do you want to pass on another question? Yeah, you know, I'm going to leave that to, to to the experts because that's that's why I have them there on there too. And I, I you know, I'm bound to say something wrong, and you know, you know everybody would be, hey, what Ken said. Well, Ken, Ken might be wrong, so I'm going to leave that to them. But definitely, I mean, come out and check, you know, um, 11 o'clock on Saturday. You, you know, Adam's going to do a good job along with Mayor Ryan and Mayor Holfield to, to you know, allow you guys to uh, learn a lot, a lot about it, and I, as I will be, too. Absolutely. And the Cook County Tax Assessor is going to be there. That's pretty wild. I mean, the fact that he's willing to go into the fire, as you said, um, he's probably not the most liked person in the room. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, like anything, anytime you make the tough decisions, sometimes it's not always easy to be there, too. But 
Um, again, I think that, you know, one of the things since he's been in there, and I want to say this is his second, second term that he's been in there, he's preached, you know, transparencies, fairness, and everything else, and trying to get predictability into the assessing process. Um, so that's why I think he comes out and he talks to, to groups like this. Um, so while, you know, I think some, I think when you're thinking about where, from his perspective, and I always do, you know, whether you're negotiating a deal or you're trying to get something to happen or, you know, you're trying to get the kids to do something, you got to think about how, how, what are they coming from? What are they thinking of? So I think on his side, you know, he wants to get out and explain why he does it because like anything there, you know, it's easy to sit back and just talk, you know, behind, you know, just talk with a bunch of your buddies. Oh, you know, taxes, taxes are terrible. They're, you know, they're going up again, they're going up again, but we don't understand why, we, you know, when you don't understand something, it makes it more difficult to understand. You know, it's just like when people talk about Illinois. You know, Illinois is a terrible place to do business, but after you hear Dan Seals talk on Saturday morning, I'm sorry, Friday morning, um, you're definitely going to have a different appreciation there. So, you know, I, I, say, I would say be open-minded and, you know, listen to what uh, Assessor Kagey has to say. And, you know, he's going to take questions. So come on out, ask your questions, yeah, you know, and get the answers that you're looking for, hopefully. Absolutely. I think people tend to forget, you know, Chicago is a world-class city. You know, I think we're top 15 in Michelin stars. It's number three in population. If you look at the numbers, we have eight of the top 25 schools in the country. So, I mean, there are plenty of reasons to come here. In terms of affordability, we're like half of L.A. and New York. And that's also depending on location. But, like... It is more affordable in terms of pricing. I mean, it balances out a little bit from taxes, but guess what? We have a pretty sweet grid and some pretty sweet CTAs and stuff like that. I mean, I think there's a lot of benefits that you get living in Chicago that you can't really get anywhere else without paying 600 grand to live there. Right. And I, and I think, you know, a lot of it, um, again, not to get political or anything like that, but, you know, I think the press, you know, it has a lot to do with the way things are, are, are seen. And, uh, you know, if we can uh, change that narrative, I think we could be, uh, in a better spot, you know, if you're if you're selling if you're selling real estate in Illinois, you know, you got to have some reasons that when you talk to outside buyers. Last year, we worked with a investor that bought two properties through us from California, and one of the things he said to us, he came in, we were at dinner after closing a second property, and we got to talking. And I, I asked him, I said, "Why Illinois?" He says, "Well, if you get through all the rhetoric, there's a lot to offer here," and he and he went into giving a thing, you know, and that you know. Dan will highlight some of the things he brought up um, on, on, on Friday. And he definitely um, saw sees an opportunity here. So, you know, I, I know that taxes are still an issue um, in the campaign for mayor. Um, you, you see that, and, you know, I think there's one or two ads that come out once in a while. <laughs> but, uh, there, but, yeah, I mean, we'll be glad when those are all over. But, but, but taxes are obviously a main concern. So, um, you know, allow, so you got to get past the rhetoric. You got to, you know, things that Dan will talk about, you're going to, you're going to want to use those in your presentation so that you can get business, get people to come here and invest in, in, in properties as well. Yeah, that's, I think you're totally on the point about the rhetoric, right? Because the city's expanding, you know, the skyline is moving westward and it's not like Chicago's some shrinking, collapsing place that people make it out to be. And it's certainly not a gun range either. Although certain parts of it may be. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You know what? One of the things that we were just, I was just out at an event and we were talking with a bunch of brokers and uh, I used to have a license in Indiana. I never did a deal there. Um, and, there and 
um, which I just talked out of the five of us that were in this conversation, um, four of us either have or had a license there and not one of us has done a deal there. So, you know, when you hear, when you hear everybody's moving to Indiana, they're just, I guess they're not using us. So, you know, so who are they using? So, um, you know, and obviously we represent sellers. So, you know, you always ask your seller, where are you moving to? Um, you know, and I don't know, I don't know if Indiana's the answer, you know, maybe they're going to other places, Florida, Arizona, I don't know. But, um, I, you know, so I think that there is a lot to be said about staying right here and working hard and just in Illinois, because I think, you know, there's a hell of an opportunity here um, as we, as we move forward. Absolutely agreed. You know, we still have a lot of tech coming in too, and there's a lot of corporations that are still based here. So in terms of job prospectus and things of that, you know, we're still growing out. <laughs> the Chicago metro area continues to grow year after year. We're still building on that outer rim. Um, Awesome. So let's talk about some of the vendors that are going to be there. Um, obviously, it's 60, so let's highlight a few of them that you think are going to be extremely beneficial. Um, probably can't hit all 60 of them. No, I definitely, you know, I, I, basically what we have is you have, you know, we've got service companies, including, you know, painting and restoration. And I'll get into some particulars, some of the companies that you really might want to stop by and see. Um, but you also have, you know, a commercial real estate um Brokers, other than our company, HRE, we're going to have uh, other brokers there, um, including um, SBN will be there. So they're a large commercial player, and, and um, Bellbridge Property Advisors will be there. Um, so um, Network, uh, commercial real estate, they'll be there. So there'll be a, a bunch of brokers will be there. We've got some landscaping companies. We've got, um, obviously, construction companies. Um Website design, um, home inspectors, um, or, you know, the Illinois Hispanic Chamber of Commerce is going to be there. Um, you know, those are that. You know, the one thing I always say when you go to a trade show, try to get five people that'll help you grow your business, and you try to find five people that you can help grow their business. That will that will come out exponentially, so good for you that as opposed to counting on how many deals you get. Because in the long run, you're going to get more. I always say that, you know, when you sell real estate, we sell something that is not an impulse item. When I got out of college, I worked for Coca-Cola and I worked in the marketing department. And part of what we did there was to, we tried to get you to pick up a Coke right when you looked at it. You know, back in those days, we tried the uh, Coca-Cola's goal was to, for you to see Coca-Cola eight times a day, whether it was at McDonald's, whether it was a Jewel, whether it was the truck going by, the vending machine, commercial on TV, eight times a day, they wanted you to see it. Obviously, things have changed because there's so much more in the world. Um, and, you know, obviously the, the, that dynamic has changed. But um, when you think about selling real estate, people don't look at Ken or look at Tim and say, hey, I got to buy a house. I need a building. You know, I need a property manager. They don't look at, you know, nine times out of 10 or 99 times out of 100. That's not going to happen. Uh, but when it comes and they say, hey, I'm going to buy a building. I'm going to buy an investment property. I'm going to buy a house. Then I got to call Tim. I got to call Ken. So how do we keep our names in front of that? And that's, and that's really what building your, your sphere of influence uh, that we all know about. Um, and so if you could add five people to that and you could become in the, in the five other people's spheres of influence, you can really grow your business that way. And I think that's whether you're a vendor, whether you're you know, a speaker, and obviously they're, they're, they're speaking so they get their name out there and, and what they're doing. So they're, you know, there's obviously that opportunity. So going back to some, you know, like I said, so Illinois Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, 
great people to do folks. They love great folks to do business with. They love to, um, they, they love to network in there too. So um, we had that. Um, you know, some suppliers that you help get things to help you get your business done, whether it's an inspection company. Um, we have an engineering company come. How often do, do you know if you got an engineer in, in, in your in your in your uh, in your pocket to say that hey, I, you know, we can help you get it. We can, I got a friend that's an engineer. We can get out here and we can get you an estimate out of this cost on there too, as opposed to going in the phone book and trying to find somebody or going online phone book. That's a little. I'm dating myself a little bit on that. Um, but you know, we got Styles Exteriors by Corley, great company that has transformed so many commercial buildings for me. Um, whether it's been uh, just doing a fascia or completely tearing out uh, uh, windows at a uh, at a multifamily, so great great partners of ours and and there as well. Yeah, so I mean, and then we also got the Village of Orland Park's going to be there. Uh, the Village of Tinley Park's going to be there. These are these are pro business pro business um, uh, municipalities that are looking to work for a business. Looking, to, they want you to come there. Lots of times you go to a town. They don't tell you what's going on in the, um, you know, I'm looking to get a license. Well, I don't know. I'll just apply and see what happens. There's other ones like Orland Park. We've done, we've brought probably over the past five years, three or four businesses there. We brought probably seven or eight that didn't work out, but they worked with us. So we didn't waste time, you know, depending on whether or not something was going to happen. We knew within two weeks that, hey, this isn't going to work. We moved on. And that's, and that's the way to do business. So, you know, there's the, the municipalities and getting to know the people that work there, it will be tremendously beneficial for you as you grow your commercial business. Absolutely. And I'd love to highlight something you said earlier, like nothing compounds faster than a strong network. So, yeah, I mean, if you go out there with the intention of helping five people and finding hot five people that can help you every time you go to a networking event, um, that can become very, very powerful if you actually follow up on that. Um, I'm in total agreement with you there. Um, especially in the commercial game, everybody I've spoken to in the commercial game, they, they talk about networking. I wish people talked about networking more in the residential field because I think it'd be just as beneficial to residential agents to network more because, you know, one investor that buys five houses a year to flip is worth a lot more than, you know, one seller. Um, <laughs> if you could combine. Yeah, right. You know, because remember, you know, how often, you know, what they say, the average person lives in a house for seven and a half years or something like that. And, um, which up until a point, but then investors are always looking for, you know, that's why we got the 1031 exchanger because they're going to talk about, you know, so that's a buy and a sell. If you can get somebody doing a 1031 exchange, they're buying the one property and they're going to move up to a bigger property. And so that it really increases your business. So, you know, one person, two deals. You know, we don't get that all the time with the, with the buyer or something like this, especially if they're going out of town. You know, you can get a referral or something like that, but that's about it. But I think if you're going to grow your business, you have to you have to network. You have to get along. Um, obviously, you get along with everyone. But um, if, when you get a chance to, like you said, helping people, that's the biggest key to me. Um, because you know what? If you do, if you work with good people, they appreciate what you do for them. They're gonna they're gonna reciprocate. I mentioned earlier at the start of the podcast that we were that we're, we were, number of vendors were down. Um, was I think the year before. COVID started, so 2017 or 16, 42% of our referrals on the commercial side came from our vendors. So, I mean, you know, a guy, you know, a guy's painting a building and he says, why are you painting? Oh, I'm thinking about selling. Well, you got to call my guy Ken over at HRE, you know, and those are, those are the things that you, that you want. Just the same way, hey, you know, we've, we've got a building that needs painted. You want to give us a bid on it? Yeah, come on over. Give us a bid. All right. So, you know, either you got it or you didn't get it. 
And I just, before we jumped on here, I hung up with a roofer. I said, you know, unfortunately, you didn't, you didn't get that one, but we're going to give you more because you're a good partner. You know, you're going to get it again. And again, you, you can't dictate who they use, but at the same time, you can present the opportunity. And more times than not, they, you know, they'll get a, they'll get a chance. They're going to free a shot at it. And it's, they probably wouldn't have had a shot if you didn't call them. So that's, that, that can help, really help to grow your business. All right, cool, man. I mean, is there anything else you'd like to highlight about this event that we might not have approached yet? No, I think I think the biggest thing is you know education. You can learn a lot from the speakers. I think you can um, networking. Obviously, there's all like-minded people. Um, you know, you just might find a customer there. You might, you know, and then you've got you've got a whole sixty vendors that can help you grow your business. You know, when you go in and, you, and you're working with a buyer, and the buyer says, "I need an inspection company. I need a." I need, oh my God, the building needs to have fire alarms put in. So, you know, you look at reliable or you look at um, Chicago fire protection, you know, you got, you've got people, you got bullets in your gun to say um, that, Hey, I can help you. And it's too, and it's going to make you more professional. It's going to get you more deals done. So, you know, come check out the, the speakers, come check out the, the vendors, meet people while you're there, um, pass out your card, get cards, and then um, start the process. Absolutely tremendous. Ken, thank you so much for giving us that high-level overview. So anybody that wanted to check it out, what would be their way to get tickets? Um, you already mentioned where it is, but let's throw that out there again for them. Yeah, tickets, are only, tickets are only $10. They're available at our website, www.creexpoeyhre.com, or they're available at the door. Um, so either way um, – the uh, tickets are available. There's plenty left. Um, we look forward to seeing everybody, and um, we thank we thank you for the opportunity to come on and talk about it. Awesome, Ken. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, giving us a glimpse into your life and into your business, and to talking about this event this weekend. For those of you out there chasing freedom, freedom is accomplished one action at a time. Whether or not you're in the Chicago area, I encourage you to check out an event this weekend. Ken gave some fantastic advice. Find five people that you can help, and also find five people that can help you. If everybody did that at every event, the world would be a much better place. I mean, it would really be a matter of lifting everybody else up. It would be a wonderful world. So give that a shot. Tell somebody you know that will help hold you accountable. Before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one.